Love Madden the Podcast is now the Self-Love Podcast with Madden Nichette Jones and Tennille Daniels. Consider this show a guide on your personal self-love journey, heart, soul, mind, and strength. Join us each week for a dose of good, healing girl talk at the intersection of spirituality and science. Make yourself comfortable and pull up a seat. There's always room at our table. Welcome in. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. We're back. Episode one. Episode one, season five. Round of applause for us. Round of applause. Baby, make that uh, uh. I wasn't trying to go that far because I know we have some really, you know, straight, narrow, holy people on this podcast. I was just want to give you a little bit and let you fill in the rest, but I didn't expect you to fill in the rest. I couldn't remember what came next. And then as it came, it was, as it came forth, it was already too late. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of us, man. Season five, like being that consistent and that's big for us. Um, that's major. We start off with a lot of other podcasters and we still here. We Everybody's still not. Here. So thank God for that. Yes. But hey girl, hey, we fully hey. into this fall season. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. The weather is crisp. The breeze is chill. breezing. Yeah. I mean, the fall is here. Last on the last episode I told y'all that I bought this new home. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful home, but it comes with a lot of trees. And with mm-hmm. a lot of trees, there a are lot of a leaves. ton of leaves. But I'ma just you have some family helping you or you wish you had what's your plan with the raking <laughs> i do have my, my some family my um dad bought me this like little mini leaf blower mm-hmm. to do like some in between stuff and then i'll probably hire someone like two times in the cycle of leaves mm-hmm. falling to to do the major work but yeah my um my dad has like this you know little handheld mm-hmm. leaf blower that he uses for the yeah. sidewalks and stuff but he had borrowed um this backpack like yes, industrial my dad, leaf has that. my dad was like oh i am never going, going back, back. <laughs> <laughs> he said he felt like he was professional with the backpack uh, so that's maybe that's an investment mean. worth yeah. making well but you know what honestly I mean, I can make the investment, but do mm-hmm. I? I'm not an outdoor girl, and maybe I'll turn into one. But I don't see myself walking around my yard with a backpack and blowing leaves. Like that's just not me. But who knows? The world makes you do some crazy things. So y'all might see me out here looking like I was about to say something that was inappropriate. So I'm gonna. Stop. Here we go. Let's not. Let's not. Um, <laughs> you're not an outdoor girl, but you got all this this outdoor wonderland. So you better get outdoorsy. I was like what? You live am in the state, y'all. No lie. I woke up this morning and I had a notification on my phone that something was at the door at twelve twenty six a.m. Hmm. I look at the video. Y'all want to know what it was? A deer. A raccoon. Oh, no. Like, no, Ricky Raccoon. I usually have a cat that um, roams around like mm-hmm. uh, the neighborhood or whatever, mm-hmm. which is fine because they'll take care of the mice. So I'm good with that. But when I right. saw that raccoon, I was like, yeah, oh, that's more than you. No. That's more than you bargained for. <laughs> and then they, they're not the friendliest. Oh, yeah. I was like, as long as they stay outside. Well, outside. Right. Yeah, uh, I'm good. But yes. All is well. The seasons are changing and the leaves are falling. If you think leaves are something, wait till we get to some impacted snow. Oh, yeah. Don't even worry because I've already looked up like companies to Mm -hmm. come shovel and do all that stuff. Because, again, I could do like a little bit. I could do the walkway. But once it gets to like the driveway and all that stuff. Right. mm -hmm. And your driveway is is is, um lavish <laughs> okay hold on before you get the people out here thinking that i Ooh, live she in got a type U, of... she got a u-shaped uh it, it, you can't even call it a driveway that joint is a something else <laughs> it's a driveway you guys she's out here slicing me up i'm really not it, it's a it's a nice home but it's it's not all that jesus said be humble he did say that, um, which is which is nice. But I mean, we don't need to downplay. It's you've got to you've got to drive 
maybe I without the way. You've got a little bit of a, I do have a drop. situation. Um, okay. So with that being said, it's time to talk about what we are loving or leaving. I got something I'm loving. You want to go first or you want me to go first? You can go first. All right. I love this for me and for us. So what I am loving is that I was able to snag tickets to see the one and only The Queen, not not Beyonce, (laughs) for you Beehive lovers, this is for the Shale Hive, (laughs) Michelle Obama will be back on tour with her new book, The Light We Carry. I am so excited. I bought two tickets and... um, Tanil's gonna be my date. I just Yay! went ahead and snagged the ticket, so she didn't. She hadn't approved. I had the not budget, approved. We had to act fast. <laughs> uh, but okay, if y'all, I hate the way they're doing these tickets now. Yeah, with the raffles. So for like all the big, really big concerts, whether it's Adele or Michelle Obama, or this is probably how they're gonna do Beyonce. You enter a ticket raffle, mm-hmm. and then that gives you access to the, the pre-sale. pre-sale. So I signed up, and of course, for Adele, I was placed on the wait list. For Michelle Obama, I was placed on the wait list. And my friend Erica, mm-hmm. she always gets selected. And yeah. I'm like, how? What's the algorithm here? So last time for Michelle Obama, I got selected. This time I was waitlisted, but only not for long. And then wow. when it released me, it released me, you know, like mm-hmm. not even a full day later. We got some good tickets, y'all. When I say we on a, we gonna be if she spit, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say sweat if she, if she like sweat, a hey, forehead sweat. It's going to hit three, and I am okay with that. <laughs> I am very excited. I am not usually excited about spending a lot of money, but I'm excited about this. The becoming tour was everything. I bought yeah. two tickets then as well. I didn't know who was going to want to go because I thought Tanil was going to go see it in another state. So I put it out on Instagram and ended up going with um, a friend and follower from Instagram last year. But mm-hmm. this time I, I ended up asking Tanil a friend if she wanted to go. And yeah. she said, yeah. A little, Thank goodness. A little hefty, but we going and we going to be in the front. So Wait, if you, it, what? This girl sends, and by this girl I'm talking about you, she sends a text and says, too expensive? Question mark? Question mark? And I'm like, if you have to put too expensive, you already know it is. But that's okay. It's all good. It's all good. We we've spent more on less. We have spent more on less. We have spent more on less. And it comes with an autograph book. And let me tell y'all this. That's I got, thing got her soul. No. She needed that uh, that autograph book. It wasn't even. It was the, it was the seat placement. But last time I got an autograph book as well. After not from the tour. Mm-hmm. Um. So now I have two autograph books. I mean, you're probably in the upper echelon of the world. I feel like I am. <laughs> it's like, she's not like you know. I don't know with a pope or something. But it just she touched the book. I touched the book. I love it. You this better is, hope it's not a stamp. It's not. A, it wasn't a stamp last time. Oh, okay. Um, but this is going to be my third or fourth time in the same, in close proximity. Mm. It's just everything. So that's what I'm loving. And I'm counting down to November 16th. So it's going to be a whole day. All right. It's going to be a whole day. Dinner, day. drinks, celebration. Unless it's peanut butter and jelly at those ticket prices. <laughs> <laughs> we will be at what's the the, the nice down by the word <laughs> I think there's a pot belly it across might be the street. We might be able to get the guac <laughs> if you do a burrito bar. <laughs> Is that Maddie and Tanil Chipotle? <laughs> you know yep. some of the chip, some of the Chipotles do margaritas, so we can make it a thing. Yes, yes, yeah. All right, what you loving or leaving? I am loving. Um, I'm going to just call it legacy. So mm-hmm. I had the opportunity a couple of weeks ago to attend the final Women Are Our Loose yes. um, conference. And the last session of the, the conference normally is when T.D. Jakes like does his closing message and he walks around the arena or the stadium like mm-hmm. laying hands on people mm-hmm. and everything like that. And 
me and my girlfriend were expecting that same type of experience um, this time because, you know, it was going to be his last hurrah. And then he kind of surprised us. And I think he not fully surprised his daughter, Sarah, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but um, I don't think she had an inclination of how it all was going to go down. And so um, the transfer of um, his platform, the woman's hour leadership Mm -hmm. and the leadership and um, like the guidance of the women's empowerment kind of movement as it relates to the Potter's house has been transferred to Mm -hmm. pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. It was the most beautiful ceremony I have I'm let me not say ever witnessed, but it was just so touching. I think just by the way that he talked about um, how he covered, has covered Sarah all of her life from being a very little girl to like watching her blossom into mm-hmm. who she is now and how she took her shame um, mm-hmm. from you know being a, a young mother. I think she had her son at 14. 14, yeah. It was just amazing. So if you, I think that that part of the conference is uh, on YouTube. You can look it up. But I suggest everyone go take a look at it. Um, a lot of women who I know who maybe didn't have the greatest relationship with their father mm-hmm. or um, you know don't know who their father is, mm. Felt like that experience and just hearing what he said and being in the room loosed them um, from a lot of some of the childhood trauma that they had. So I encourage you all to um, go check that out. And the kind of mantra that they're using is that we as women are going from being loosed to evolving. As Uh you you all may know, Sarah's platform is Women Evolve. So (laughs) I'm excited to be at Women Evolve 2023. I will be in there. Yes, so will I. I will. Because that conference, the Women Are Loose has always blessed me. And I know, and I'm expecting great things from Women Evolve as well. So that's what I'm loving this so good, so rich. I am so proud of Sarah Jakes Roberts. Yes. Oh, yeah. So y'all, proud. y'all have to go look at the whole thing on YouTube. The <clears throat> video that they did, like they took all this um, footage that they had from her mm-hmm. from back in like 2014 or 2013 or something when she was like introducing her father at mm-hmm. Lakewood Church, mm-hmm. where she talked about how she didn't want to come back to church because she thought people were going to criticize her. her, judge yeah. her. And yeah. he was like, no, I've got you. It was mm. amazing. And to it's see her amazing. trajectory from that point and how her voice was so like, not, it, she wasn't, she didn't come off weak or passive, but timid. she, but she yeah. was timid. And then yeah. this where she is now, it's just that amazing. Power. Yeah. And, and God willing, I mean, she's so young that yes. there's just so much so more much. ahead of her. So yeah. love her. Love that for her. We'll be cheering her on. And, let me just quickly say mm-hmm. at the um, Women That Are Loose conference, amazing pastors, preachers, bishops delivering the word. Yes. Um, Bishop T.D. Jakes is partnering with Amazon. Amazon mm. has this free streaming platform called Freever, Freever, I don't know, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. We'll link it in the show notes. But it's a free streaming platform, and all of Bishop's content is going to be placed on there, including mm-hmm. all of the sessions from women that are loose from like years and years and years. So I encourage you all to go download that. And like I said, the conference has blessed me time after time after time. This one, it did as well. Um, They had my girls there. And by my girls, I mean the girls who bring heaven on earth with their voices. Who was that? Tasha Cobb was oh, there. Oh, yes. Tasha Cobb's Leonard. Let me yeah. give, give her get, just Give her, her res- put some respect on her name. Put some respect on her name. Kiara, Kiki, Sheard, Because you got to, now she married, you got to right. put some respect on her name. Mm-hmm. And then my girl Fantasia, Barino, Taylor. Oh, that's, that, now that's your girl, girl. That is my girl, okay? <laughs> and it was all three there bringing heaven on earth with their voices. Yeah. Oh, and Priscilla Schreier, who's one of my favorite pastors. I, I I need to I need to see if her word is on freever because she oh, always be, has a word. She, that was the word that like set it all off for me. Um, wow. So yes, definitely go check it out once it's available on freever. Fever, whatever. So much to love. We'll find out if it's Freever or Fever, and we'll put it in the show it's notes. Definitely free v e e. So however you say that, free. I don't whatever. No r at the end. No, and I so was then why would you say free? It's like, it's like freebie, freebie. That's it. I don't know. Sorry, <laughs> not the reading comprehension. No. 
You know, black people always add the extra syllable or anything. For some reason, it just sounded. I think there's a, another app called Fiverr or something. It is, but now you're getting. I mean, you get all, all mixed up. up. Yeah, sorry. With that being said, let's go ahead and transition into setting the table. The table. So as we told you all in the trailer episode, um, we are doing a two-season series on a weekly word. And so we are going to dive in with our first word of the series and the first letter of the alphabet, which is the letter A. And the word of the week this week is acceptance. For those of you who um, read the newsletter or the blog or follow along, um, you would know, know the message that I shared about this early last year, but I want to start for some of our new listeners or as a refresh with sharing what I had to say about this on Mm lovemadden.com. So sometimes we use the term seeking closure as a pseudonym for what it really is that we want. One more conversation, getting the last word, regaining control, or having our say. Well, in reality, closure isn't really something that we get through or from someone else. Like so many things, it is an inside job. At its core, finding closure comes from an acceptance of what has happened. Acceptance allows us to honor the transition away from what's finished into something new. It provides us with the ability to go beyond our imposed limitations and uncover new possibilities. Resting in God's unconditional love and believing in His plans for me to prosper allow me to trust the outcome of my prayers around acceptance. Understanding that God knows what's best for me encourages encourages me to pray the hard prayer, the same prayer that Jesus did in Luke twenty two forty two, not my will, but yours be done. Mm. That being said, we are going to dig into this week's word acceptance. It is time to dig to in. Dig in. <laughs> Yummy! All right, let's do it. All right. So the first question Mm -hmm. that we're going to unpack today is what does acceptance mean to you? Mm -hmm. How do you define it? Um, Acceptance is something that starts with an acknowledgement. Um, And like I said in the in the preview, it is an inside job. You first have to acknowledge something. Sometimes we are so deep in our denial that before we can even accept it, we have to acknowledge it. Sometimes we we turn a blind eye to what's going on in our lives. So Mm. first acknowledge what's going on. Um, Acknowledge how you feel. Acknowledge where you are. This is this is where I am. I am going through X. I yes. have been diagnosed with X. I am in this position at this age. I am not blah blah blah, or I am blah blah blah. Whatever it is, be able to acknowledge the statement. Yes. Um, and then start to do the work and process to accept um, your current state. That doesn't mean that we're going to lay down and become a doormat, but it's really just about an acknowledgement of where we are and before we can do any work and process or change or improve or whatever, it's accepting. Um, for many of us, this has to do with something that <clears throat> remains in the past that we're trying mm. to dip and dabble back into, or we're trying to think of who we were 20 years ago. We're no longer that person. Right. Um, so a lot of acceptance also has to do with just being present mm. and mindful, letting go of former things and yeah. allowing new things to be welcomed into your life. So that's kind of what it means to me and, and how I define it. What about you? Yeah, um, very similar definition. Um, when I was preparing for the episode, I wrote down acceptance means resting in what is not. Mm. what was mm. or what could or should be. So it gets to that whole past, present, present future. future. Yeah. Um, you know, it means to me finding peace and contentment with the season, yes. the circumstances and the space that God has you in at that, you know, moment in your life. So, yeah. And it comes back to what we started to touch on at the end of the last episode, mm-hmm. which is waiting well. Yeah. Um, and some of the, the lessons learned, you know, during our dig in just about having peace in the present and peace being a choice. Mm-hmm. So even in the message, I talk about, oh, I need to, you know, close this off with him or do this or do that. Or we always trying to put it on. I need to take this step or something else needs to happen or mm-hmm. it's an inside job. Yeah. It's something that we need to um, really communicate with God and be able to accept and not give anybody else the power 
to hold something over you from your past because you'll never be able to move forward. Yeah. And one thing before we move on, Mm -hmm. I just want to say is that, you know, when initially when I started unpacking acceptance, Mm -hmm. it was more so focused on things that were like negative or not happening for me or Mm -hmm. some type of lack Mm -hmm. in my life. Mm -hmm. But I think there's also um, great power in accepting the positive things that are going on in your life and resting in those things, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's accepting a calling that God has placed on your life, um, accepting a new opportunity, like anything, you know? Um, So I I just want to make sure that we're being balanced in, Mm -hmm. in how we're looking at the word acceptance, because of course, yes, we will have to submit to and um, accept and find peace in things that are going maybe not going the way we would want them to Mm -hmm. at the time we would want them to, but we also have to find those same things into areas where God is calling us um, and and doing great things for us in our lives at that moment as well. That's really good. I feel like when we think about um, a title or a change Mm -hmm. or a role or even relationship status, we talk about, you know, somebody who might've been broken up and is now newly single or has Mm -hmm. been single for a while and, you know, that person kind of accepting that. But I think there's also an acceptance of, you know, becoming a new wife and what that looks like and how that changes your friendship, your dynamics, your time, Mm -hmm. becoming a mother. You know, it's a joy, but also accepting all that comes with it. A homeowner, a manager, becoming a supervisory versus non-supervisory, okay? Because there's a lot (laughs) that goes into being some high supervisor. Um, So I totally agree with you. Like, even within our blessings, we, we need to accept and kind of be able to fully walk into mm-hmm. where we are now and not still behave or think like where we were last week, last month, last year, last decade. Right. Yeah. And that some of that is acting our age, mm. <laughs> accepting that you're 35, accepting that you're 40, accepting that you're 45, 50. That doesn't mean that, oh, I have to, you know, I have to uh, be different from who I was, but- right. I mean, it is natural to change and evolve. And I think some people don't want to let go of the heyday. Mm-hmm. And that could be detrimental. That's true. In lots of ways. So, all right, I'll ask you question two. What role has acceptance played in your personal journey toward healing? Is there a lesson or a story that you can share with us today as it relates to acceptance? Yeah, um, acceptance has played a role in every aspect of my healing journey, past and present. Um what I've learned is that the sooner I accept my situation or my circumstance and not face it with denial or paralysis, mm-hmm. um, I'm able to move forward in my healing. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the, the, the first step, which you mentioned a little bit earlier. And mm-hmm. then I also, um, you know, would say that acceptance requires faith, mm-hmm. um, And so for me, that's knowing that, you know, man's rejection is God's redirection. And, Mm -hmm. you know, on the previous episode, I talked about, you know, having that failed um, frozen embryo transfer Mm -hmm. and what it might look like for my um, hopes and dreams of still, you know, continuing the journey to motherhood. Mm -hmm. And there are steps along that journey to where I am now where I've had to accept that, this is this is the situation. This is yeah. where God has you at this moment. Mm-hmm. So you have to make a conscious decision of how you're going to move forward. And it's not until you accept where God has you at this point that you can clearly move forward with the clarity um, that he would want in, in taking the next step. And I think it requires clarity for you to hear from him mm-hmm. to know what the next step is, yeah. but you can't get that clarity until you stay out of that denial yeah. in that where step. you are. Yeah. yeah. That's so, really good. Um, and, and I won't lie because I feel like I'm kind of there in accepting where God has me. Um, but acceptance is hard as hell. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when, our reality doesn't align with where God has us. Right. It, it is hard work to get to that place where you're like, okay, God, I am just trusting you where you have me uh-huh. and we will take the next step from there. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. What about um, the role that it's played in your personal journey? I think for me, acceptance has kind of been, or the lessons I've learned around acceptance have been around at the intersection of sort of acceptance and 
expectation. Mm. Um, I heard something years ago before I was married about not moving into marriage with expectations of what mm. marriage would look like mm-hmm. or what the other person would look like, not physically, but just sort of, you know. Right. Um, and I'm learning that lesson over and over again. I think there is a benefit in being hopeful, mm-hmm. but not being prescriptive mm. around what you expect. Mm. And I think that when we can release the expectation of perfection, mm-hmm. the expectation of what what you where you thought you would be by X age, mm-hmm. the expectation of what a relationship is supposed to look like, whether it's with yourself, with a friend, mm-hmm. with your partner. Um, it makes the process of acceptance, because it is a process, mm-hmm. a bit smoother, and it helps your processing be a bit healthier mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you're not running up against that wall of this I mean, imaginary um, sort of perception that you had of what mm-hmm. things would look like. And sometimes when you are coming up against something that you've made up, it might be something that's not even, I mean, it might not necessarily be better because you don't know. Right, right, um, right. And it might not even be something that makes sense for you, something that you would want, or something that's even necessarily attainable. Because again, a lot of us struggle with perfectionism. And so we have these expectations that are not even realistic. Right. And to try to <clears throat> have a standard or an expectation of perfection really puts you in a constant struggle, a constant mm-hmm. level of comparison, not with someone else, but mm-hmm. with something that you've made up. So for me, it's about um, having expectations, not necessarily that are realistic, because I've you know really stepped out on on faith and hope, and it's paid off. But having expectations that are not too prescriptive. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if the goal is motherhood, mm-hmm. being flexible on the journey. Yeah. If the goal is you know a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. not being so prescriptive on how I want my husband to behave or show mm-hmm. up or mm-hmm. how I think our marriage should look based on some preconceived notion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's setting expectations that are not that prescriptive and having a little bit of flexibility in the journey, mm-hmm. in the how, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of being open. Yeah. Yeah. Acceptance, I think, is about openness for me. No, that's good. And um, yeah, maybe this will come out later. So I'll, okay. I'll move to the to the next question. Okay. Um, do you have any advice or key takeaways for someone who's trying to implement a practice around mm-hmm. acceptance in his or her life? Yeah, I think it's important that we talk to ourselves. I think mm-hmm. it's important that we have, um, that we're in relationship and communication with ourselves. We, mm-hmm. we often hear that the most important relationship is the one that you have with yourself, but mm-hmm. these check-ins are important. So you guys know I'm a big proponent of journaling, mm-hmm. but just taking time to process your thoughts, however that looks, I, I highly recommend you know writing, but making time, carving out time from sort of the daily doing to take some time to kind of check in with you. You know, why am I having a hard time moving out of this season? Mm-hmm. Why am I having a hard time with accepting where I am? What is making this so challenging? What am I what is the standard again? Is there something that I expected that, you know, I haven't um reached? Is this a, right. is this a disappointment? And if so, why? Mm-hmm. What makes this a disappointment? Um is this, you know, some hard news that I'm that I'm dealing with and and how am I dealing with this hard news? What are the things that I'm doing to process? So for me acceptance is um the practice of acceptance is um something that it's not a one-time deal mm-hmm. and it's something that I think requires a level of vulnerability first within ourselves. And I you know I keep talking about how it's an inside job yeah. before you can even go in therapy. Is people listening right now they'd be going into therapy lying. You That's in therapy true. trying to trying to get the <laughs> therapist, the therapist. <laughs> to be perfect. <laughs> it's giving very much detached. So I think the important thing that we do is first be able to have honest conversations with ourselves and relationship with ourselves. And that starts by making time mm-hmm. um, to do that. So that's that that would be my advice. What about you? Yeah. Um, for me, I would say in order to get to a place 
of acceptance. Um, you have to allow yourself to feel all of the feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the joy, the excitement, the opportunity, the fear, mm-hmm. the heartbreak, the envy, the sadness, the disappointment, the anger, whatever the feelings are, um, you have to feel those things. Mm-hmm. Don't push them to the to the bottom or, you know, try to um, suppress them. You need they need to bubble to the top and you need to feel them, feel them, process them, process them, deal with them so that you can get to a place of acceptance. And I think um, what I've learned in my own journey to acceptance is that if you don't allow yourself to feel all of those things and um, to even discuss some of those things, and and I'll just be very transparent in um, this conversation. I struggled a little bit with like, envy and jealousy as it related to people around me, um, even strangers that I would see in like the grocery store who Uh were pregnant, right? Uh And I felt guilt around that because I know like I'm not supposed to, jealousy is not something you're supposed to feel or envy Uh is not something that you're supposed to feel, but it is a natural emotion and it's what you do with it that, um, you know, becomes either positive or negative, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you at least have to allow yourself to feel that feeling and work through it. Because my natural response was, oh my God, I'm not supposed to be jealous of anybody mm-hmm. or I'm not supposed to feel envious. And so there was a little, like I said, guilt and shame associated with that feeling. And I think that just causes, like I said, more issues than acknowledging it, kind of going to the root of why that's bubbling up for you and then dealing with it. And then that's where you are, you're able to get to a place of accepting whatever the thing is. So I would say feel all the feels. I think that's really important. I think there are people in friendships even Mm -hmm. who are harboring toxic feelings towards Mm -hmm. their friends because they're having a hard time processing their feelings and emotions. And sometimes when we allow ourselves to feel, Mm -hmm. sometimes we cannot release a feeling until you've allowed yourself to feel it. That's it. Suppressing something is going to come out in another way and it's going to show. Um, So I think it's important for us to, in order to release and to move forward. And I'm not going to say move past. Mm -hmm. Sometimes moving past, moving forward doesn't mean moving past something. That's it. Right. But evolving and moving forward Mm -hmm. requires that acknowledgement and acceptance because like Tanil said, it will bubble up in your relationship, in Mm -hmm. your marriage, and in your relationship with yourself. Mm -hmm. So um, I thought that was a really good thought of acknowledging the shame and the guilt around some of the feelings, but allowing yourself to feel them. And sometimes I also noticed with myself when I was in a space very early on after the, um, you know, finding out that I wasn't pregnant, I was like trying to suppress all the feelings Mm -hmm. to kind of, you know, prove to myself that it was okay. And I was strong. Mm -hmm. Then, like you said, it started manifesting in other ways. Mm -hmm. Like I was super short with people and it Mm -hmm. was, I felt like, you know, at any moment, something would just set me off. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, you have to get this under control because this is just something else that's manifesting because you're not dealing with your own emotions. So I totally agree that it's going to show up in another way if you don't deal with it. Um, Right. And dealing with it is not toxic positivity. Dealing with it is not, I mean, we, we, we do focus on gratitude and we count our blessings and there's immense Mm -hmm. value in that. And I think that especially when you're going through something challenging, Mm -hmm. it's important to have the perspective, but that doesn't cancel out the challenging thing. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's important for us to acknowledge that two things can be true and two Mm -hmm. things typically are true. I can have more times than not. I can have (laughs) immense gratitude for what I have, but also miss what I hoped to have or what I expected to have. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's valuable as well because sometimes people will try to, throw a little glitter or fairy dust on your situation and that makes it even more upsetting. And sometimes, most times, people just want to be heard. Um, I've had folks ask me in the past, like, I don't know how to show up with a friend just had a miscarriage. I know you've been through this. What do I do? How do I show up? You know, and it's just show up. The ministry of presence, just being present. Um, And 
you know, there are times where maybe people need to kind of have that time to process on their own and maybe don't want presence. But then there are times where just being around creates the space for someone to share if they want to or not share if they want to, you know, watch a movie, grab a drink, or have some time to kind of talk about how you're feeling. So I think just being there, and this is the same thing with um, grief. I've had some friends who have suffered major losses, you know, this summer. Just being there, I think, has made such a difference for people. Yeah, that's true. And I would say, um, I talked about this on the, uh, the last episode about how IVF, and all that comes with it is a very isolating place. Um, and I, I did have friends who it, it just made me feel like the the space was there. The safe space was there if I needed it, um, which was very helpful. Um, but then, you know, there were some people who I felt like didn't know the best way to interact with me, like in that kind of vulnerable place. So then they didn't. Really. They didn't do anything at all. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there was like a, a balance because you're right. Sometimes people, you know, you you show up for people and they might not be in a space where they want your like physical presence right there, right? Or your but, feedback. Or, or your, your unsolicited thoughts. They just want the space to right. know that if I am breaking down that, you know, I, I'm there. You're there to listen if I need to, to have that moment. So, um yeah. Yeah, for and sure. Uh, the other thing I'll say, and we've said this on previous episodes, is sometimes you just need to ask people how what, they can best what show can up I, for you in that right, moment. Right. And sometimes, we've talked about this specifically too, it's okay to say, I'm not sure how to show up for you, mm-hmm. but I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know, or right. I, don't have it, I don't have the words, but I love you. You know, I'm thinking of you. That was I, me. I, I was like, yeah. I don't have the words, but I do love you. That's you. You at least know that. You at least know that, if nothing mm-hmm. else. So yeah, that's good. If there is one way that you can mm-hmm. apply practice in the very near future in your own life, mm-hmm. what would it be? I think I have a major milestone coming up, which is mm-hmm. I'm turning forty next year. So welcome to the club. Thank you. <laughs> so I think, um, and it's not just cause it's like a decade milestone, but just any birthday, sort of a personal new year. I think just practicing acceptance around, sometimes we put a lot of weight on these numbers, you know, yes. what I thought I would be doing by 40 or where I thought I would be or what. So just kind of accepting and relishing in where I am in mm-hmm. this current season um, and where, where I'll be as I approach mm-hmm. sort of the eve of my 40th birthday. I think it's a, a major milestone. I'm really excited about it. Um, but I think there's like some practical application for practicing acceptance when it comes to maybe a date, um, or mm-hmm. a year mm-hmm. that you might've been looming. That's one that we throw out there, like even in our 20s, like about 40, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have left my job, which I did. You know what I mean? But we set these milestones. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I think that's that's sort of a practical application, just moving into this new season of life and this new age, just being cool with that. I don't have to yeah. fake like I'm still in my 30s, like accepting where I am and being good with it because it's a good thing. Accepting that you're moving into the season crew, the yes. auntie crew. The, the auntie crew. If you don't have a seat for me at this party, I ain't going to be able to do it, to crew. It. Yeah. <laughs> if your event starts after nine, there's a lesson to lesson. It's got to be a very, very special You got to be an A1, day one. It's got to be somebody's <laughs> birthday or something important happening for me to leave my leave my house after nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. So what about you? What can you apply it to um like in the near future? Yeah, I would say um for me it's get in and meditate on the word, right? Mm. Um it's the only thing I'm well I've known, but I'm just relearning. It's the mm-hmm. only thing that makes things make sense, right? Mm-hmm. When and to honestly keep you from going down real bad as my girl Carisha AKA Young Miami says. Real bad. <laughs> real, real bad. bad. <laughs> Keep you from going down real bad because otherwise, life could have you spiraling and uh, losing your sanity, right? And I just really feel like getting in the word, meditating on it, 
you know, Maddie says, talk to God all day, meditate mm-hmm. on the word all day. Um, it's really something that I think for me and for all of you will help keep us sane, will help us um, be content with the acceptance that we're um, displaying and just demonstrating in our lives. Um, yeah. And when I was reading the blog, so um, this mm-hmm. is the plug to go to the Love Madden blog and read about yeah. acceptance. Um, she's spoke a little bit about it earlier today Uh but when I was uh reading it you mentioned Luke 22 42 Uh and it says father if you are willing please take Uh this cup of suffering away from me Uh yet I want your will be done not mine I think that Uh was um the new living translation Uh but it's like we always hear, you know, God's will, not mine. But uh-huh. the part that really got me says, Father, if you're willing, right, please, you try take to do this. This, <laughs> please take this really cup of suffering <laughs> away from me. Right? <laughs> so that's the thing. It's like, uh, make your I'm desires not- known. Make your desires known. But uh-huh. understand that there may there will be suffering. There will and be suffering. At the, and at the end of the day, it's God's ultimate choice on whether or not that suffering ends tomorrow it's with or, his will. or 70 right. years later or 10 years later. Or That's I mean, it. there are things that I feel like I've been waiting for for 10, 15, 20, 25 years that still have not come to pass that mm. very well could still be in God's plan for my life. Mm-hmm. It just hasn't, it's just not the appointed time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Long suffering. Yeah. Long suffering. And here's the thing here's why I love our God so much. And I think I've said this before, but it begs repeating God is omniscient, mm-hmm. omnipresent, all powerful. But God decided mm-hmm. to. Put on the flesh. Yes. And come down to this raggedy ass ghetto <laughs> <The> earth ghetto. <laughs> where he did not have to, right? Mm-mm. To suffer mm-hmm. because we suffer and to feel the feelings. Mm-hmm. It's such a like, um, I always think about that paradigm of Christ asking, God, Christ is God, but asking God. his father. I don't want to do this. And if, mm. you know, if I'm not supposed to be doing this or you don't, it doesn't align with your will, you right, take will. me down. Yeah. Christ could have just took him himself down. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't part of the greater plan that of all of our plan. salvation and the love that he had for all of us. And they, mm-hmm. his mocker said that. And this is how your haters are going to be too, right? When you're accepting mm-hmm. a season. You know, if you so big and bad, take yourself down. Um, and they mm. and they and they said that and they and they did that and he felt those human feelings. Our God, yeah. who is yeah. all everything, the creator of everything, had the humility to experience and feel those feelings. And so when I talk to God, I know that God can relate. When I yeah. complain about my suffering, because I do, mm-hmm. I know that that our our God can relate because relate of the humility and having a God who loves us so much that God was willing to suffer for us and didn't have to. So that's something that I think about when I read that passage in Luke or think about the crucifixion or the passion of the Christ of just mm-hmm. the display of love and humility, but also just the relatability. Yeah. Like that was a relatable prayer. I really- Take this away. Take it away if, if it's, it's your, your will, will, please. I'm good. And, right, this. and then he's really saying, I really hope it's not it's your will to take it away, but I'll be okay if it's not. <laughs> but I hope it is. And so when I talk about talking to God all day long, I feel like I could just talk regular. Um mm-hmm. And that there is grace there, there is mercy there, there is forgiveness, and there is understanding there, which I'm yeah. so grateful for. And another thought that came to me as we were kind of talking through this is, Shutting out the outside voices. When we mm. think about like mockers and haters and stuff, it's like when you move into a new season, like Tennille said, the not wanting to go out after nine season or whatever season of life you're in, people are going to say, oh, you've changed and now who you used to be or whatever. And that's fine. That's okay. People can change. 
People right. can evolve. Don't let anybody hold your past over your head. Oh, right. now you think you're high and mighty and now you don't want to drink or whatever, blah, blah, blah. You're in a different mm-hmm. space. Yeah, I'm not trying to deal with that headache. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not who I was. We can keep it moving, right? Like yeah. there are serious repercussions to our actions. So we're going to think long and hard. Long and hard. It could be your convictions. It could just be where you are physically. It could be new responsibilities. Mm-hmm. It could be a plethora of things. Yeah. And you don't have to explain anything to anyone. So accepting new roles, new titles, new seasons, new callings, um, yeah. that, that, don't let even sometimes it be your own friends who try to make yeah, you feel true. bad because they want you, you out there now. with them slumming, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Misery loves company. Yeah. So don't let nobody pull you down into the slums. When you're accepting um, you know, a new season that you're in, whether it's mm-hmm. a difficult season or a season of elevation, be very careful about who is around you in that season? Who is supporting you in your season of breakup or divorce? Who is supporting you in your new season of motherhood or your new season as a, as a business owner um, Mm -hmm. versus as, you know, a nine to fiver who, who is now an influencer and who is, you know, supporting you in this season that you're in? Who is, who are the voices that, that, that influence you? Um, Mm -hmm. So just being cautious and careful around that. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else um, around acceptance before we move into our final segment? I think we've said what needs to be said. I hope that people find this um, encouraging. Yeah. And I hope that folks take the time to think through the things that need to be thought through on their own because acceptance is one of those where you really got to dig in with it on your own. Yeah. And I'll just say, because um, this is something that I'm having to process and deal with right now, is you can accept where God has you in this moment, but it doesn't mean that God wants you to stay there, Mm -hmm. right? So you can have a um, diagnosis, an outcome, and you in your mind can be feeling like this it's done, it's final, it's, you know, doom and gloom and all of these things. And God doesn't necessarily want you to stay there. He wants Uh you to move to the next thing, but you have to, but before you move, he wants you to be comfortable with with where he has you. But I can see how it can be easy to say, well, God didn't do it for me this time. And I'm accepting that he didn't do it for me this time. And that also means he won't do it for me the next time. Right. So there's a a very fine line in accepting and not making it final. If God doesn't want it to be final. I think that's really good. I think there's a distinction between acceptance and concession. And I Mm. think sometimes we can get, (laughs) (laughs) we can get, we can get beat up so bad that we concede. That we give Damn, up. That was it. That was it. Ex- acceptance is not giving up. Mm-hmm. Acceptance mm-hmm. is moving out of the space of denial and being wow. able to acknowledge the space that you're in while you're still in the fight. Mm-hmm. So let let mm-hmm. that's why I started by saying we're not talking about being a doormat. You know, right. we fighting a good fight because we know who's fighting with us. But mm-hmm. acceptance mm-hmm. is about alignment. That prayer says, it. if it's your will, aligning my desire with God's will. That's what it's mm-hmm. about. It's not about giving up. Not when we have the almighty, all-powerful God on our side. We're not giving up. So if you have, have faced a diagnosis or you have faced a hardship or bankruptcy or divorce mm-hmm. or anything else, we're not conceding to the enemy, right? We're acknowledging the space that we're in so that we can move forward and fight in a way that's healthy mm-hmm. um, and valuable to us. We're being conscious of the work that we need to do. We're being conscious mm-hmm. of who's around us. We're being conscious of our inputs and we're connecting to God in this season. So yeah, we're not conceding, not at all. That is, I'm gonna have to go write that down in my journal because that thing just blessed me right in this moment. Acceptance oh, is fun. not concession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Anything else you got? No, that was it. I don't even need to say anything after that. Marcus, hit them. Uh, let me get them keys. Let me get. 
We <laughs> get that good organ for our closing prayer. <laughs> All right. So um, as you know, we are starting um, this season. This is our first episode of the season with our three Ps. We gave a preview into it last week. Um, and this is our first episode where we'll be talking about the passage, the prayer, and the practice of the week. So here is the passage. I had to adjust it um, because I had the same passage last week. So God has something for me in Jeremiah 29. But the passage this week is Proverbs 3, 5. This is another popular one. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. And I think that takes us back to the message around acceptance and alignment. So here's our prayer for the week. God, help me to find acceptance, especially when it's been challenging for me to see your will over my mm-hmm. own. Allow me to let go of what is no longer in order to move forward. Help me not to replay selective scenes from the past, only remembering the good times. Help me also not to be so out of touch with reality that I dwell in delusion or denial. Instead, I submit to you with all knowledge that your plans for me are far greater, higher, and better than anything that I could even imagine or ask for. Allow me to glorify you through all of my life experiences. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, here's man. Our, amen. Oh. And here's our practice. This week, I will allow myself to make room for what is yet to come by releasing what has already happened. We will make room for what is yet to come by releasing what has already happened. And with that, we wish you great week. a great week. Love you guys. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast with Madden Nichette Jones and Tennille Daniels. Like what you've heard? Show us some love and follow or subscribe. Then leave a five-star rating and review. For more resources, including show notes, and to keep the conversation going, head over to lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. L-O-V-E-M-A-A-D-E-M.